0: You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. Y'all go ahead and turn with me to Luke 15. Real quick, how many of you guys know that the God of the mountains is also the God of the valley? Yeah. yeah? Man, that's just resonating in my heart this morning. The whole time we were worshiping the Lord, just continued to say, I'm the God of the mountain, and I am the God of the valley. I pray that you would find comfort in that this morning. Uh, we're going to be in verse 18. Okay, so um, if you asked any of my youth students um, about what I tend to preach on, Uh, you're going to find real quick that when I first got here, the Lord gave me vision. And then we basically talked about the same passage where that vision came from for about three years. Um, And then the Lord kind of released me into other stuff. Always coming back to it. I'm pretty sure that my kids can quote Acts 2, 48. They can quote that passage of the first church. Most of them could probably paraphrase Acts 2 in its entirety. Um, Another one of those passages that we'll look at this morning is John 15, the abiding passage. Um, And they could go through and they could list to a T what I'm going to talk about if I'm talking about that passage, the intro at least. And then the Lord will give us a new spin. So all that to say is that the Lord has given vision about the prodigal sons and daughters coming home and us going to get them. So guess what we're going to talk about this morning? Okay, We're going to talk about more of that. Okay, but you don't know the end, so don't worry. Don't think you've done this before. Okay, the Lord has revealed something new to me in this. And it's... I know that the Lord is getting ready to release a word for this body when I find myself learning the lessons that I'm learning. It's like, oh man, I better learn this quick. <laughs> or I'm going to learn it the hard way quick, because He wants you guys to hear this word. And if I don't figure it out... Uh, It's going to get rough in a hurry. And then I'll figure it out that way. And then you guys will get to hear it. It doesn't change for you guys. You guys get to hear it when He anoints it to be heard. It just changes the journey for me a little bit. So this has been one of those lessons that I've uh, dragged my feet a little bit. And uh, the Lord has been uh, realigning a lot of things in me. And so I'm excited to share with you this morning what that is. So we'll be in verse 18. This is a popular passage for us. We know this well. Randy has taught us. About this passage very well and the Lord has highlighted some great things for our body for this house from this passage and so we're going to read it real quick now this is the son has already gone out he's already done his thing and now he's coming to this recognition of the mistake that he's made in verse 18 I will arise and go to my father and I will say to him father I have sinned against you against you and heaven and I am no longer worthy to be called your son treat me as one of your hired servants And he arose and came to his father, but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion, and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, bring quickly the best robe and put it on him, put a ring on his hand and put shoes on his feet and bring the fattened calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate. his father, look at these many years I have served you. I have never disobeyed your command, yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But when, his, when this son of yours came, he has devoured your property with prostitutes, and you killed the fattened calf for him. And he said to him, son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. It was fitting to celebrate and be glad, for this your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. So the sons. I want to look at them first. One. Thought that he could find himself anywhere but in the house. Anywhere but within the father's embrace. Anywhere away from the father. Thought that's where he had to go to find himself. That's where he had to go to be free. To experience freedom. To experience life. He had to get away. And then you have the other. Always outside of the house. And always trying to earn his place in the house. But never realizing that it was always his. Um, but the father, the father was in the house. Always. Knowing who he was, knowing who his sons were. Remaining in this place. He, he stayed there and he remained consistent. though his sons went off and his sons trying to earn their place in this. And so the point is this. One of the points for this morning is we can't go out to meet the prodigal sons and daughters, to bring them home if we don't first find ourselves in the Father's house. If we do not first find ourselves within the presence of God, we can't ever ever hope to bring those that are lost into that presence, into that house. We have to find ourselves rooted and deep within that house. You know, when the Lord showed me this, He showed the Father sitting on the front porch looking out. And I've had this vision for years. I didn't understand it. And he keeps showing me this. So he's sitting on this porch. And there's just these rolling, beautiful hills. And he sees the sun coming over the hill. And he leaves the house to go and get him and bring him back. And that's what the Lord is saying this morning. We've got to find ourselves in that place. In that dwelling. Dwelling within the Father. Turn now to John 14. Like I said, we're going to be all over the place. And I've got a lot of scripture for you this morning. We must find ourselves in the Father's house, dwelling among Him. Because we know from last week, and last week's lesson, man, that has continued to bless me. That thought that I could be this member in intercession with the Son and the Spirit of God before the Father. Oh my gosh. That's amazing to me, that I could join with them in prayer before the Lord. And I could intercede on behalf of our own lives and on behalf of the lives of those around us. But we must find ourselves in that place with the Son and with the Spirit, where they dwell, always before the Father interceding for us and interceding for those that seek to return home. Look at verse 1 of chapter 14. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many rooms. If it were not not so would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and I will take you to myself. That where I am, you may also be. And you know the way to where I'm going. Jump down to verse 16. I got to jump down to verse 16. Where is it at? There it is. And I will ask the father... and you and me, and I and you. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is that loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. We must find ourselves in that place where the Son of God dwells. We must find ourselves rooted in that place where the Spirit of God dwells, and that is before the Father, interceding. For our own story, I love this question of, If you were to pray right now, would it be in unity with what the Son of God and what the Spirit of God are praying for your story? If you were to pray right now, would it be in unity? Can you imagine what that looks like if the answer is yes? Oh my goodness. If the answer is yes, what that looks like? We get to be, and I've just been blown away by the honor that just falls on me when I think that I can be the third member of this intercession the greatest intercessory team in existence. You get to be a member of it. You get to join alongside. Not seeking to earn a place, but you get to join alongside the Son of God and the Spirit of God and intercede over your own story. But then the Lord took it a little bit further. We get to be the one that the Son of God and the Spirit of God are interceding to send. Let me say that again. The Son of God and the Spirit of God are before the Father, interceding for lives of those around you. And what they're praying is send, Jay. Send them to this story. That's what, it, that's what they're praying. The Son of God and the Spirit of God before the Father are praying that you would be activated. That's profound to me. That's profound to me that we could have that honor. While also getting to pray with them over these stories around us. Okay. Now we're going to be in one of my popular passages. John 15. Not my popular. I didn't write it. But one of my go-to teaching passages. John 15. Okay. Just a little bit over. This is the abiding passage. Abiding means to remain in. When we look at the story of salvation, when we look at faith, abiding faith, a little term that um, we have in my youth group of abiding faith, it's just this, this faith that's found, the gift of faith that we get at salvation, that God is good and He loves me. If you look at the moment of salvation, that's what you receive in that place. You can believe it and you can put faith into those facts. You don't know very much, but you know that right there in that place that God is good and He loves me. And that's what we see in abiding and it's to, we're to remain in that, and then in this passage of abiding, this is going to be, seem very obvious, but we're meant to remain in the Father. And there's so much that comes when we remain in the Father. It says in verse 7, that if you abide in me and my word abides in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be given to you. By this my Father is glorified, that you would bear much fruit. It literally says that if you abide in me, you will intercede with me. The things that that I'm praying for you, you'll pray too. And the Father will give you those things. By this, my Father is glorified. You know that the Lord is just simply waiting on you to ask what He has hoped that you would ask for all along? When we abide in the Father, when we remain in Him, then the desires of our hearts originated in Him. And He's just sitting there like, I wish they would just ask for it. Graham Cook said this at this conference. He said, "Heaven is not a storage facility, and it's full of the things that you will not ask God for." Whew. I'm so sick of not asking the Lord for what He's sitting there, just eager to give. That's not talking about like new cars and all. That. I mean, maybe He's giving you a new car. We know that, right? We gotta let you got a new car. But He's asking for big things. He's wanting us to ask for big things. He's wanting us to ask for nationwide healing. <clears throat> Why would he give what he gave this morning? He's wanting people to be radically and completely transformed. He's wanting people to, in the midst of a storm, to see the church strong and steady. A lighthouse. Waves and wind crashing on either side. Unwavering. Continuing to shine. That's what he's desiring. That's what he's wanting. But no one will ask for it. No, 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 no. Shut the doors. That can't be us. We can't be those that with a circumstance leave the Father's house and pursue that which is not of God, hoping to find a solid foundation. can't be us. We have to find ourselves always and ever present in the house of God that Jesus died that we could go and live in. Right now, not when we die, right now, you can live in the house of the Father. We can dwell in that place. And it's in that place that we can then be sent to bring back the sons and daughters that are seeking to return home. Look at John 15, verse 1. We're going to be reading a lot. I'm the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. You do not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, that your fruit should abide, should remain, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you, so you will love one another. So the Lord, again, has been teaching me how to... Abide in this place with God. And when we abide in this, when, when we abide, just period, we depend on Him for absolutely everything. Absolutely everything. And that is a really, I'm, I'm talking everything. I'm talking the breath that you think is guaranteed next. We should depend on it. Our dependency should be so strongly rooted in God. And I'm recognizing that my thought process so easily shifts to dependency on myself. On others, on my wife. I mean, I was, and he's, he doesn't allow that to stay very long. So we're learning. I'm learning a lot of hard lessons. And even recently, how to be a father. I just depended on my experience. We do that very naturally. We depend on what we've seen, what we know, to to parent our children. And so the Lord's like, well, what are you going to do when he does this? I don't have an answer for that. Shoot. There's no good answer. Should I yell at him? Should I spank him? Ground him? Four-year-olds don't really grasp grounding. Um, They don't respond to yelling and spanking. They just kind of implode chaos ensues it's like okay this can't be it i've got to depend on god for every second of every day and i'm telling you in this house that has to reign true for us we have to find ourselves in each and every single moment completely and totally dependent on god because it's in that place that he can send us it's in that place that he can show us who these are that are seeking to return home he can't send us if we depend on ourselves to do it i'm telling you we have to find ourselves so rooted in the presence of god in the house of god psalm 18:2 says the lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer my god my rock in whom i take refuge my shield and the horn of my salvation my stronghold. Romans eight eleven. This is a profound scripture. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Man. But the thing is, is we can't give away what we don't have. And if that truth right there doesn't reign in us, if Psalm 18, too, doesn't reign in us, if Romans 8 does doesn't reign in us, how can we ever hope to bring somebody into that truth? And the only way that we can the, the starting line is to find ourselves dependent and in the presence of God in his house. I I relate so much to that older son. If I just work hard enough, I'll have this. If I just work hard enough, I'll earn my place in. We've taken worldly thoughts, worldly terms, worldly habits, and then we attach them to our Father. Just like that son did. Or if I can just get away. I had that thought in college. High school, I just got to get out of here, man. I got to get out of here. It did not go well. I should have recognized the truth and the freedom that was there. There was freedom in the will of God there. Yeah, I, had, I had free will outside the will of God. It's not pretty on the other side of the fence, though. It didn't take me long. From being a church kid that grew up in the house of the Lord, it took me about six weeks where I was selling drugs. It's like, I was quick. I was two and a half hours away from my parents. Not hard to fall into that place. We are, we we can't be that. Because I'm seeing a lot of that. I'm seeing a lot of people seeking to either earn their place in the house or running in every direction away from the house thinking they'll find it somewhere else. We have to find ourselves rooted in the presence of God in His house. That's the starting line. If we ever hope to get out and bring the prodigal sons and daughters home, that is the starting line. And we have to find ourselves so dependent on Him I can't say that enough just dependent on God and the goodness of God. Oh man, and I think it's so funny that we've entered into the time that we've entered entered into as a country, and that's the lesson that the Lord's had me learning, to depend on Him fully. And then that that would be the word that He would give you this morning. You will find yourselves completely and totally dependent on Him. In a scared world, there needs to be a fearless church. And I don't care if we are the only one. It doesn't matter. If we'll stand firm, depend on God, to be who God said he's going to be. He never said he was going to stop doing what he said he was going to do. He never said he was going to pause. He never said he was going to take a break. He didn't say, hey, you guys are going to have this profound... Women's conference where women are going to receive freedom. Women are going to encounter me. They're going to encounter who I call them to be for the first time. And I'm just going to put a stop to everything. Balls in motion. It's rolling downhill. We can't stop it. The Lord is doing a mighty and a powerful thing in our community of West Texas. But we have got to find ourselves Rooted in the Father's house. Continuously in the presence of God. Dependent on that place. Thinking of everything from that place. I'm saying everything from that place. Your next meal, your next paycheck, your next breath. Dependent on God to be who He said He would be and to be a perfect and good Father. To you, Because when we know that and we see those people wanting to return home, man, what a message we get to bring to them. I know this place and I know this man that loves you. He has freedom and truth for you and I only know that because I live in it. I only know that because I'm dependent upon it. Got to find ourselves in that place, church. Especially now. But I love it. I love the timing of God. I love what He's released for this morning in the midst of all the crazy that's outside of this building. I love that this is what He's released for this morning. And it's a simple thing. Just be dependent on me. Okay. Just trust in God to do what He said He's going to do. And here's the thing. Can you trust in God to do what He said He's going to do just an hour ago that with our praises there would be an establishment of the kingdom of heaven that we've not seen yet that with our praises there was just going to be this anointing that would go out and to cover all of our communities that that which was not of God would not exist that's so what he said this morning before we started can you depend on him to do that Listening to this message. For more resources, visit sundownchurch.com.